Welcome into Fitness Fanatics on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Now here are your hosts, Jeff and Nicole Essig. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, we are... Well, I guess we did talk a little health and wellness the first 30 minutes. We did. I thought we were getting away with not talking about sports, but nope. Usually I'm like, all right, we're going to talk <laughs> a little fitness now on Fitness Fanatics. <laughs> it's okay to be, we're fanatics of everything. We're sports fanatics, fitness fanatics, food fanatics. <laughs> I mean, we're just yeah, Pokemon Go fanatics. We're Life just, fanatics. You guys are still on that. Huh? Oh, yeah. It's just community day today. <laughs> yeah, and you know, we might actually do some of that because there's no football on. So we've gone from football on Sundays to going out Pokemon. Anyway, but anyway. I don't know. It's not very nice outside either. I know. It's a it's dumb just, community day too. It's a, yeah. I, I, I don't don't say that, guys. <laughs> what? It's February fourth and there's I know. no snow it's on the ground. It's gloomy though. It's I will gloomy. take that over freezing know, cold and when wind. It gets nice, it's windy and it's just That's like, true. I know. This is my least favorite very, time very... of nice weather because it's false. Nice. Yeah, there's a second winter coming. I know. But yes, at least there's no snow and ice on the on anyway. The so that's good. All right, so let's get in. Nicole is going to go through a little bit, talk about exercise and longevity and the importance of that. So yes, like last week, we're going to turn it over to her, and then I'm just going to kind of chime in with my expert advice and opinions. Yeah. As we go. So again, we're we're kind of just reviewing this book called Outlive: The Science and Art of Longevity. So maybe this might be something we do every couple months. We do a little book review. I originally listened to this book as an audio book. And I think last week, Harrison, you were still here, but I had said I'd heard about it somewhere, but I had had it on hold for so long. I can't even remember where I heard about it from. So then we, I went through it and I'm like, this says a lot of really good stuff. And so I bought the book and have actually been kind of making notes and stuff in it. But so last week we talked mostly about sleep. We also talked a little bit about that stability. Mm-hmm. Um, but today we'll dive into the exercise part. There is a nutrition component too, and maybe we'll get to it, but we probably won't. But um, again, nutrition, it's a lot of common sense nutrition. And that's kind of what we talked about when we had Matt Dow from Nutrition Authority on like two Three weeks, yeah, ago. three weeks ago. So you can always go back and listen to that if you're wanting to do nutrition kind of reminders. And we might get to it a little bit. But the point of this book is for longevity. So to try to be healthy for as long as you're alive and to make that be as long as possible. So he talks a lot about centurions. Centurions? I don't know. People who live over to be over 100. Do you have any family members, Harrison, that live to be over 100 or in their late 90s? Uh, yeah, I had a grandma. She got, mm-hmm. I, I can't remember exactly. She wasn't quite a hundred, but yeah, she was nineties. Yep. I know. I don't know if I actually want to live that long, <clears throat> but well, and we talk longevity. We just look at our parents. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. My mom's in an assisted living. She's 76. Cole's dad's in a nursing home. He's in his sixties. I'm more worried about the mental right? health too. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I don't know if that's something you'd always help, but I know with my grandma, it's like kind of the thing where didn't recognize, yeah, yeah. Fam- and uh, there might be things you can do to help yourself out with that long run. Maybe it's more genetic, but they talk about that in here too. Oh, okay, right. cool. Well, well, I, well I don't think we're going to talk about it today. I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit, but um, a lot of that goes along with sleep. Mm. So you should check out last week's show on the podcast. There you go. <laughs> it's up. That's, <laughs> it. That's the ticketfm.com <laughs> fitness fanatics page <laughs> under ticket weekends. Yes, but that so no sleep is a huge part of your cognitive health. 
and we did talk about that last week. But uh, exercise is too. So the chapter on exercise, he calls it the pow the most power longe powerful longevity drug. And so exercise is really kind of what made him want to start to read this book because he had a he's a he came he's a doctor and he came from uh, he had a doctor ask him questions about how he should exercise, and then. Uh, he just kept typing his reply. And by the time he hit send, it was almost a 2000 word <laughs> reply. And so he's like, I don't know about this. And so that was kind of the catalyst to, to making this book. But so this, none of this is going to be about like hitting. I mean, he does talk about lifting heavy and running fast and stuff like that, but none of it's about the aesthetics of exercise. It's about the health and longevity part of exercise. That's kind of where the uh, mobility part come, came in that we talked about last week, but um, he talks about like one of his lines in here directly is if you only, if you adopt only one new set of habits based on reading this book, it must be in the realm of exercise. And then if you're currently exercised, you'll likely want to rethink and modify your program. And he talks about that from a standpoint of focusing also on mobility, focusing on those little things like um, grip strength and little things that once you lose that ability, you kind of lose a lot of your kind of fitness. And then he put, and if exercise is not part of your life at the moment, he said, you are not alone. You know what I would say? You're not special. You are not special. 77% <laughs> you know? um, of the U.S. population does not have exercise in their life, like as a regular um, kind of thing, which I, that is exercise for me is non-negotiable. Like that is what makes me feel the best. Like I have to exercise every day in some capacity. Well, yeah, you put that percentage with how many percentage of people eat fast food yeah. and just like, that's what, that's what gets us to our obesity crisis. Sure. Oh, hundred percent. Yes. It's a big part of it. But 77%, <clears throat> that's almost as shocking to me as the statistic about the like 90% of the people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables. Like that seems crazy to me, especially because exercise. And that's also what he says. Like um, now is the time to change that. Even a little bit of daily activity is better than nothing. Going from zero weekly to just 90 minutes per week can reduce your risk of dying from all causes by 14%. Oh, just, just, just once adding, 90 minutes through a week through for the whole week, 30 minutes, three times a week go for a walk that's We're 90 right on yeah a 15 yeah. minute walk every day yeah 15 minute walk every day if you're going from zero to adding that it'll reduce your like statistically um your risk of dying from all causes by 14 percent. that's cool because you guys always yeah. preach that too like just yes. start start with a walk go mm -hmm. for a walk mm -hmm. even in the in the winter like go for a walk i mean obviously not if it's you know 30 degrees below zero so that one is really important and then he talks about, um, he just talks about how like that's the um, U.S. government's suggestions or guidelines for active adults is to engage in at least 30 minutes of moderate intensity, intensity aerobic activity five times per week. That's kind of our, you know, how the government has like their recommendations for everything. Like, so mm -hmm. that's theirs. And then supplement to be supplemented with two days of strength training, targeting all major muscle groups, which by the way, fits very well into Farrell's extreme body mm -hmm. shaping uh, 
plan of cardio Monday, Wednesday, Friday, strength training, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um, But what he's talking about uh, that is that's it. Those are the guidelines. Like, so, and that's what they're taught. Like, that's what a lot of doctors in med med school are taught too. Like, they don't learn a lot about exercise unless they pursue that as more of a speciality. And so he was, his last sentence says, imagine if doctors were just this vague about cancer treatment or an actual, like about diseases where it was just like, nope, just do this. And it's like a blanket thing, but like nothing specific of what, what you should do during that time. So that was kind of a good and interesting little eye opener where we spend all this time and money and research on getting people well when they're sick mm-hmm. but not that much time money and resources on keeping on people from getting per- sick right yep on being preventative and you never know i mean we all are going to die someday so i definitely don't want to like become a person that's like shaming people or blaming people who end up being sick because they didn't do anything but if you can just go from zero to 15 minutes a day that's well all you it's need like to do. what i say about you know my family history <laughs> That where yeah. my dad died of a stroke at 69 and my grandpa died of a stroke in his early 70s and my dad's brother died of a stroke mm-hmm. at 70. Okay. So that is kind of in our family blood yeah. history. Yeah. But I'm not going to, and that may happen to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. When I, 25 years from now, pff, I right. could, I could die of a stroke, but I'm not going to let that be a, a, a crutch being like, well, I don't need to eat healthy and work out because that's just in my in my family history and a lot of people do think that way mm-hmm. i know it's crazy but so that was interesting but then he was also talking about um so they have i kind of have made some notes so i've skipped through he talks a lot about vo2 max so there are parts of this that get very very technical vo2 max is like basically measuring your endurance and stuff like that so if you're like a super technical nerdy person like me obviously because i listen to it all there's way more into this but i'm just kind of pulling out the big things but the average jeff can understand yes (laughs) talking to jeff specifically Mm -hmm. but he was talking about how um they can do side-by-side studies compares compares comparing like exercise studies to drug studies with a lot of um interventions for illnesses or whatever and do not get me wrong. I would never expect someone to not go off of their doctor's advice and like be like, well, I'm going off of all my medications because Nicole and fitness fanatic <laughs> said that exercise is just as good. <laughs> I know. But from that side by side comparison that there's almost like it's the same. The benefit of exercise is the same as the therapeutic benefit of, of medicine. The takeaway from that is if you do need to take medicine, imagine how much more effective that medicine will be if you're also already healthy and incorporating exercise. It's like a Mm -hmm. way to boost kind of that, you know, and we see that all the time with our members who come in and have are on cholesterol medicine, blood pressure medicine, and all they do is exercise. They maybe don't even focus too much on their nutrition right away and they're going to the doctor and they're seeing improvements. Um, And they're still taking the medicine. It's not like we're telling them, oh, get off all of your, stop taking your cholesterol medicine. You don't need it because exercise is going to fix everything. Yes, But they're they're seeing improvements where medicine alone wasn't kind of getting there. It was getting them kind of to normal, but it wasn't getting them to an improved level. 
yeah, I love those stories when some when a member comes in and says, you know, they've lowered my dose for my blood pressure medication or they've completely taken me off of it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's our members listening to their doctors and, and, and our orientation for the 10 week challenge. We don't tell people to stop taking every pill never. in your life. I would never say that. <laughs> doctors are very but, important. You know, the the better shape you get in, the better you feel and, and your blood work is better and you know, then then that, just think how much money that saves you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By and just that's by working kind of what he talks about because exercise just improves the mechanics of how your body's supposed to work because we are designed to be physical people. Like we're designed to be physical beings. So that one um I thought was really interesting. So fifteen, twenty minutes a day. Add, add a little exercise. If you can't go outside, I mean, one thing that I think is really effective is um, climbing stairs. If you have stairs in your house and just, you know, kind of take a little extra time and just climb up those stairs a couple times. I've, um, my parents are both have failing health and my mom has COPD and it has to be on oxygen, it has had to be on oxygen in the past. And she lives in an apartment and I know that can be limiting, but it's like, you also live in an apartment where you could just go walk the hallways and, you know, every mm-hmm. day once a, or every day walk that hallway and maybe you can only get up and down your hallway once, do that for a week, do that for a week and a half, and then you're going to start seeing improvements and then do it two times and then three times and then add a flight of stairs in. And I mean, so there's so many things that you can do to see improvements. The problem is we just try to go from zero to a hundred so often and be like, I haven't ran for 25 years and I'm going to run a 5k and then, and then you're just struggle and you hate running and you blame running for it. But really it was because you really, you know, didn't give yourself kind of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know the ramp up the training time. So he also talks about how, as you're getting older, as we get older, we lose um, strength, we lose muscle mass, our max heart rate declines. So there's a lot of like things that are happening that we get more fragile, our joints stiffen, our balance falters. And it says a fact that many men and women discover the hard way by falling off a ladder or while stepping off a curb, like something that you've done a hundred million times in your life. And that's the thing that sets you back for months. Um, because you just hadn't been working that body and those mechanics. So he he paraphrases a Hemingway where it says this process process happens in two ways, gradually and then suddenly, which is really true. So there's that one. Uh, but so he also said that fat muscle mass and activity levels remain relatively consistent for people from their 20s to 30s into middle age. But after the age of 65, physical activity levels and muscle mass decline s- steeply after that age, and then even more after 75. So that's why by, av- by age 80, the average person will have lost eight kilograms, I don't know what that is, in pounds, of muscle, oh, he says, <laughs> okay, eight kilograms of muscle is 18 pounds from their peak by the time you're 80. You've lost, you will lose Dang. 18 pounds of muscle. Can you negate that? Obviously, you won't eliminate yes. it, but can you kind of negate that yeah. curve yes. from being harsh? Yeah, that would be like if you're not. Uh, yes, because, but people who maintain higher activity levels lose much less muscle, more likely, more like three to four kilograms 
on average. So yes, okay. you definitely can mitigate that by exercise, which makes sense. Our bodies, cardiovascular health and our muscle are very much, if you don't use it, you lose it. Very, very much so. So that's where we like to talk about how not having enough muscle can really be detrimental as we get older. Like I've talked about this a lot with mm -hmm. people, how it's actually from a longevity <clears throat> perspective, it's you're going to live longer if you're carrying more body fat than if you carry a, an unhealthy low level of muscle mass. Does that make sense? So you well, I repeat it's, that. It would be better to be 25, 30 pounds overweight as you get older than be underweight and have that like critically low mm. muscle mass. So yeah. if you're malnourished, low yeah. muscle mass, you're going to be worse off than the person who's overly Yeah, because nourished. just think if you get sick, this is how people die of old uh, age. Yeah. You know what I mean? They get sick and you're bedridden for two, three, four weeks. You don't have those stores for your body to use. And that's how a lot of times how older people end up kind of dying. So that's a good thing. You guys don't ever preach like, yeah, you know, starve yourself. Right. Fast, Get the small, be the yeah. smallest version no, of yourself. We, we consistently and healthy. We promote yes. people to be the strongest versions of themselves yes. and not the lightest, not the smallest, the smallest version right. of themselves. So yep. that's why we kind of preach. We want you to eat your protein. We don't want you to, to take shortcuts and cut calories and, lose weight as fast as you possibly can because when you eat so many fewer calories then you are going to lose muscle, muscle along the way right for sure so that's where that's really important that you know we want to be focusing on adding muscle mass strength training is super important and that's what he talks about both um I'm going to talk about this real quick and then we'll go through the centarian decathlon before we go to segment? break. No, before we go to break oh. and then we'll talk about it more oh, okay. when we come back. But um, he talks about how important strength train or cardio is for your car cardiovascular health for that VO2 max, getting your heart rate up, having it helps with your circulation. It helps with your brain, your cognitive function because you're getting blood flow to your brain. So that's all really important. And then also strength training is super important. One of the takeaways that I got from this is that obviously it's all connected. Like your nutrition and exercise are both very, very important. If you're exercising, but you're eating a poor diet, you're not going to get the returns on that exercise as much. But um, if you are eating a suboptimal diet, you know you're not eating the best strength training should be your priority because your body will at least be able to, you'll be maintaining the muscle that you have. It's that if you don't use it, you lose it. So if you're already coming from a suboptimal nutrition part, I think strength training is the first place to start. And then you'll start to see, we all have done this where you, you know, eat too much one day, one night, and then you go work out and your workout has just really suffered and you start to see that. And then that kind of creates a kind of a cascade effect where you're like, well, I could eat this, but 
but I know I'm going to feel bad tomorrow during my workout. So then maybe you make better choices. Like we had a pizza yesterday and the whole family was freaking out because it was a really small pizza. <laughs> this could have been a right. This could have <laughs> no. been a drama <laughs> in <know>. our house. <laughs> I bought this frozen pizza, but it was like a Chicago style pizza. And everyone in the family was like, this thing is tiny. It was tiny. Like, that's the point. So we eat less of it. And then, you know, we just had our little bits of it. And Jeff was like, you're right. It was good. We were fine. We didn't just eat it just because it was there. When I bought two, you and Ben both would have eaten the other one. Well, Katie didn't eat any. So it's just the three of us. But yeah. this pizza was like. It was Chicago style. It, I mean, was, it was small. It was tiny. Okay. Yeah. But you know what Chicago style pizza is. Is that like deep dish? Yeah. It's like super deep dish with the with sauce, the sauce yep. on top. So it was so it's, very. Yeah. It's generous. filling. But we were anyway. all panicking because we all have food Except insecurity. Me. I wonder not where me. that comes from. Not me. I like, wasn't. That happens all the time. <laughs> like that? all humans, like, oh, there's not enough food. With us, it's especially. like you just ordered three Whoppers and four. Like, you're, I know. you're probably got we, enough. We can eat again in three hours, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm, I'm always, because that's like every human. We, I know. We all have that well, stupid fear. We're bad it's, at that, especially. We, we, yes, in our, like, we get order more food than, than we, we need. need. And then you overeat <laughs> and, like, oh. Yeah. Because then you don't want it to go to waste. Mm -hmm. So it yep. was a perfect amount. But so if you're eating a suboptimal diet, the first thing you should do is prioritize strength training. If you're eating a suboptimal -op diet, I think cardio in the end is worse for you because you are doing, if you're running and you're eating poorly, you are going to lose muscle at a much faster rate. Well, and your don't injury you risk is, yeah. a little, is a lot higher right. if you're not refueling your muscles yeah. with the what what they need yeah i can yes. speak to that because i remember yes. i got a real health kick like i started with strength training mm -hmm. got really good start filling out my frame started adding cardio wasn't eating enough yeah. and then i could i was literally getting weaker even though right. i was strength training five mm -hmm. days a week yeah yes so you really have to if, if you're gonna start somewhere and you don't want to start with your nutrition first start with strength training first clean up your diet and then add the cardio in is what i would recommend for newbies. Anyway, so before we go to break really fast, the Centarian Decathlon. So he talks about it's not an actual competition. Like it's not like a real not competition. A bunch of hundred year what old is in the decathlon there. for the for the Olympics? Uh, shot put. I, I don't know. I got no idea. <laughs> All right, Javelin. let's go to break. The I'm gonna Javelin. look it up. That one's fun. Let's look it up. Let's go to break. We'll look it up and then we'll come back. I do and we'll know talk it's about in it. the Revenge of the Nerds decathlon. Okay. <laughs> We're not talking about that. Harrison doesn't know what that is. <laughs> All right, fitness fanatics. We'll throw it to break here. <laughs> Jeff and Nicole talk to you in a minute. Now back to fitness fanatics on 937 the ticket and the ticketfm.com. <laughs> All right. Welcome back in fitness fanatics. We're going to go over uh, whatever we're going to talk about right now, this, this <laughs> Centurion Decathlon. Yes. So, Nicole, take it away. Okay, so we looked it up because in this book, and also as I was Wikipediaing it, it both says it. So, traditionally, the title of world's greatest athlete is given to the person who wins the Olympic Decathlon. So, Olympic Decathlon is, um, there are 10 events, that's the deck part of the decathlon 100 meter run 400 meter 1500 meter 110 meter hurdles long jump high jump pole vault discus throw javelin throw and shot put so one athlete does all 10 of those events and that person is considered traditionally the world's greatest athlete because you're so well-rounded in your um like your fitness or whatever to be able to do that but they, as while they're and he says this in the book, they're they're considered the greatest because they're 
so good at other events, but they are not the best of any of the 10 individual events they complete. Like they, uh, someone who wins the gold medal in the Olympic decathlon probably would not even medal in a hundred meters, 400 meters, 1500 yeah, meters yeah. singly mm-hmm. because they're training for all of those events, not mm-hmm. just the one where it's their specialty. So that's where he came up with the centurion decathlon things that you should be able to do. Um, cause he said, I'm not talking about a c- competition among a hundred year olds. <laughs> All right. So we have another list here. Okay. We had it like we had but our top 10 for help. I kind of want to look this up because he said, although similar events do already exist, the national senior games held every other year bring it, brings together remarkable older athletes, some of them in their nineties and beyond the record for the hundred meter dash for women ages 100 and up. What do you think that would be? I don't have any concept of how fast probably hundred meter dash is. Twenty one seconds. Oh, a hundred, a hundred year old is going to be running a hundred meter dash in twenty one seconds. Uh, what is a good athlete like a nine seconds, ten? What do you think I could do? Uh, <laughs> I don't know how I far no hundred meters is. We need to get out and run a hundred meters. <laughs> no, I don't have any concept of what. It's like ten meters seconds is. is a good hundred meter, right? Fast. Uh, yeah, it makes for you because yeah. you hear a 40, like a fast 40 for a football player is like four, four. Okay. Well, okay. Anyway, so maybe it's over 10 seconds. The so. record for the hundred meter dash for women ages 100 and up is 41 seconds. Okay. 41 seconds. I wonder if I can beat that. How old are you? 45, 45. I'm just going to look up what the average what for it should be. Okay. Oh, there it is. There's right there. Reddit. Oh no. Quora. <laughs> Please hold. Do, do, do. 11 seconds. So, yeah. See, I okay. was close. Yeah. You're okay. Okay. But you were thinking 20 seconds for a hundred year old. Well, so anyway, take that times two. 45 I blame times myself. Two I shouldn't have even said that because you are the worst at guessing and you always do that. You always guess way off. And then what my ever my answer is seems lame compared okay. to what it's just lame right. answer. <laughs> I know. So, you're 40 the worst seconds. at that. I forgot. All right. So, okay. let's, anyway, let's get through the let's go. Yeah. So, the Centurion Decathlon is a framework that he has. Con- uh, to organize his patients' physical aspirations for later decades in their lives, especially the marginal decade, which is as you get into your like 80s and older. So, um, so if you can do these, the you're, 10, you're in pretty good shape. It's the 10 most important physical tasks you will want to be able to do for the rest of your life. All right. Some of them resemble athletic events, while some are closer to activities of daily living or personal interests. So, Number one, there's 10 of them because it's a decathlon. Hike 1.5 miles on a hilly trail. Okay. And if I have, if we have any listeners that are 100 years old, please don't go try to do all 10 of these <laughs> in the next week. Okay. So <laughs> we don't need any lawsuits coming our way. He's just My saying. My Aunt Joan died because right. she tried to do this decathlon. <laughs> she listened she to heard right. about Damn fitness, fitness Fanatics, fanatics <laughs> podcast. <I know. laughs> He's just saying these are things that we should all be able to do. And the longer we can do these things, the better our lives will be as we age. So, yes, right. yes. Hike 1.5 miles, a mile and a half on a hilly trail. Get up off the floor under your own power using a maximum of only one arm for support, which can be hard sometimes. And once you lose the ability to do that, you've lost a lot of your mobility. So to be able, like my grandmother one time who fell and laid on the floor she could not get herself back up she laid on the floor for like 12 hours because she lived alone because she could not get back up so 
hit. And that caused a huge decline in her health after that. She really never got back to full health after that. So that's a huge one. Pick up a young child from the floor, up off the floor. Carry two five-pound bags of groceries for five blocks. Lift a 20-pound suitcase into the overhead compartment of a plane. This one can be tough. Balance on one leg for 30 seconds, eyes open. Bonus points if you can balance for 15 seconds with your eyes closed. And I tried it, and I can get maybe eight seconds without losing my balance. Oh, really? It's very hard to balance on one foot with your eyes closed. I might have to try that. It's very difficult. We'll try it during break. Okay. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. (laughs) It's so hard. You lose every frame of reference of, like, your space in time and everything. Number seven is to be able to remain intimate with your partner. We'll let you... uh, just no elaboration on that yeah, one. Interpret that as you may. Uh, number eight is to climb four flights of stairs in three minutes. Number nine is to be able to open a jar, which sounds weird, but it's a good one. We'll talk about that one. And number 10 is to do 30 cons- consecutive jump rope skips. And I can tell you that a lot of people are bad with that because we have a fit challenge going on at Farrell's and they had to jump rope. And I've not heard complaining like i've heard complaining this week of people just needing having to accumulate 10 minutes of jump rope for an entire week and people were acting like we were asking them to run a full marathon mm-hmm. jump rope is hard it's frustrating right because <laughs> no. it's like what you could go on and it's like yeah and you catch your but leg the more you start you, over but that you get better really quickly oh it's a great workout yeah. for you too so, but nobody listens to me when I say that. So whatever. <laughs> but there it is in the decathlon to do 30 consecutive jump rope skips. And I bet our members who had to complete that jump rope, um, they probably started not being able to do 30. And by the end of the week, they could probably get stringed together 30 consecutive skips because you get better as you go. So that is the 10. So Mm-hmm. That's he has a fuller list of like 50 different items. But this one, I mean, when you look at it, you can tell that there's there's like a cardiovascular um, component of walking up and down or taking stairs or hiking. There's the, you know, being able to lift from down below, pick a child up. That's something you're going to want to do as pick you, up your grandkids. Right. As you, you get become, older. Yes. You are going to want to be able to do that. Lift the suitcase into the overhead compartment of an airplane. That's travel. Overhead, right. Like all, it's balance is huge. Um, opening a jar is a big one because, and he talks about this a lot about grip strength. And once you start to lose your grip strength, how that can affect your longevity and you don't really think about that very much, but until you think about yourself being in your 70s and your 80s and you fall and you go to grab something and if you don't have the grip strength to be able to grab onto a railing or something nearby, fall and you break a hip and you there's like some crazy statistic that if you're like over the age of 70 and you fall you and break something, then you're like really high chance of like dying in the next five years. I totally made that all up. There's an actual statistic. I don't remember what it is, but <laughs> it increases your odds of dying in the, the next so many years if you fall as you get older. So that one I thought was really interesting because grip strength is not something that's similar to toe mobility. It's not something that you think is that important, you know, foot mobility, toe mobility, Um, that's what grip strength is. So that one's really good. And then he comes up with another list. Well, first of all, I mean, we're fairly confident we can do all of these things, obviously. So we're already doing pretty good. 
But then he has another like another 10 things that are you looking it up? Yeah, they're 1.48 times more likely to die. If after 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 80 years old, mm-hmm. you're about one and a half more times likely to suffer a fatal uh, just anything yeah. right whether it's, it's not, not like fall from the dust but like problematic downstretch yeah because mm-hmm. once you lose that ability when you're in your 80s and 90s and you end up in the hospital it just the fat the chance of getting back to full health is very low you're just not you're just going to continue to decline in your quality of life until you die makes sense though. Yeah. that's a lot of trauma that your body has to work aggressively yeah. to heal and mm-hmm. you're more when you're older you're more likely to have to over uh, you're more likely to have to have surgery. Surgery is a huge risk for older adults. Just your healing time is going to be way worse. You're not able to be as mobile. So, uh, risks of infection, risks of pneumonia. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. So the more that you can be able to catch yourself when you fall or um, balance and prevent a fall, that's all going to be stuff that's going to help you. So again, this isn't like this isn't groundbreaking stuff. We're not telling people to go, you know find out their one rep max on a deadlift. It's just really that functional fitness. And so then he has his version of that decathlon. It's a little more aggressive. So if you're already coming from a level of fitness, um, his like 10 are to be able to swim a half mile in 20 minutes, which I haven't swam in such a long time. I don't know how long it took me to swim. And I don't know. I don't have the a concept. stuff you do now or when you're in your 80s. Now, like if you oh, already right have now. a high level of fitness, like obviously the first 10, because we're physically active, we know we can do all the first 10. So these are a little more aggressively high level fitness people that maybe you want to be able to do. So that's swim a half mile in 20 minutes, walk with a 30 pound dumbbell in each hand for one minute. Remember, we talked about that the other day. Why were we? holding dumbbells and i was like that was in the book i was reading i can't remember um i think because of uh some of our members and their weight loss like oh you've, you this is no lost. it was me and you and we were carrying dumbbells and i said we should be able to do this anyway it doesn't matter i forgot about it i know <laughs> it might have been when we were cleaning the dumbbell racks oh yeah, yeah probably so draw back and fire a 50 50 pound compound bow which i've never really I mean, I've done archery. I don't even know what a compound bow is. It's so. the ones oh, that really? have all the pulleys, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. take your long bow, just the basic bow, take it, make it mechanical. Yeah. And then you got your compound bow. So, I mean, you've done oh, okay. archery before with yep, just the, school. right. The compound bow has like pulleys and stuff and it's a little more like, because you get more power, I'm assuming that yeah, way. The compound bow, that's a good, that's interesting. That's a humbling mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. You'll go up to someone and if they pull back a bunch of weight and you try to pull on it, it's like, <laughs> I want to really try that. Humble you. Draw back and fire a 50 pound compound bow. That bow that is a grip strength type thing you need to have good grip strength to be able to do that you guys would both be able to get 50 <sighs> well mm. now i want to know if i can i would think so well i definitely cannot do number 14 which because he continues his 10 do five pull-ups wah, wah. i'm close i can well i used to be able to do three <laughs> so we'll see yeah our grip strength isn't the greatest i know i've been working on it because we have like a trx type setup thing at home that you can put in the doorway you probably don't even know that we have this but i've been working on it Mm. trying to work on my pull-ups using that and not having to pull up my whole body weight because i just am really bad about it climb 90 steps in two minutes now we could do that yeah dead hang for one minute which i also cannot do dead hang is so hard Mm, try that today we'll try it today because we have to go up to yankee ridge i can dead hang for maybe eight seconds it's really bad what's Mm. that good for i've never actually done it's just for again the grip grip strength like you know have you ever what were we watching 
the other day where someone was hanging from a ledge and I was like, uh, we, were I, we were watching Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. It was last night. <laughs> yeah. It was last night. I was like, I would die. I We'd would not be able to do right that. Now. Obviously it's a movie, but you know, the grip strength and it's just great for like your whole, like being able to support your body weight just in a different way. Uh, this one, he has driving a, he's a, he likes to drive race cars. So he put drive a race car within five to 8% of the pace he can do today. So like, that's something that's important to him. So being able to maintain that as long as he can. So that's kind of funny. Hike with a 20 pound backpack for an hour and walk up a steep hill is kind of his things that he wants mm. to be able to do and to be able to carry his own luggage. Yeah. So I thought that was all interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Stuff, but I think I can do all all of those. You can do five pull-ups? Yeah, chin-ups. As long as it's not chin-ups, they're always tough. That's the backwards way? Which one's chin-ups? Pull-ups. Pull-ups are this way? I don't have the mobility to do chin-ups. Chin-ups are going to be a lot of your back muscles. So if you're lacking yeah. in the back muscles, you're going to really have a hard time My with chin-ups. My wrists don't like to turn that way. It's hard for me to do that reverse grip. I, I mean, it doesn't matter because I can't do any pull-ups. I want to be able to. <laughs> Their but. pull-ups are like you get done doing one or two, and then every muscle fiber in your upper body is just They're so like, good for you. Just shot. They really are. <laughs> yeah. It's such Ten a seconds. great compound movement, but it's also not a movement that we do in our everyday life. So it's really hard to mm -hmm. to do it. Like you get better by doing know. more pull-ups and chin-ups. It's very yeah. gradual, but yeah. I think it's a great workout. Starting with the dead hang is the best way to kind of start getting better at pull-ups. You have to be able to support your weight doing nothing before you can support your body weight through a movement so that's a good way good place to start we'll see how long i can hold that terrible this afternoon it's really hard probably yeah. a really good core workout too if you like flex your abs and make sure you're yeah. keeping your back straight you yep. get an ab workout with it oh yeah it works pretty much well everything we'll report core. back next week on how long i can hang on a pull-up you guys should we'll both, make you guys should each do one and we will see who goes longer oh it, it will not be me i tried it just like two <laughs> days ago and it was embarrassing <laughs> how bad it was <laughs> i know i already know well we can't so. be good at everything <laughs> <laughs> toe mobility and dead hang terrible but so those are the kind of 10 things and then 10 more things that, you know, and you can come up with your own list of things, things that are really important to you. Um, I, one of mine would be, I want to be able to run, be able to just go and do a five mile run anytime. That's kind of one for me. I'm, I'm very confident I could go do that right now. Yeah, me too. I yeah. could probably could. Yep. So, all right, well, we'll go to break. Yep, go to break. We'll be right back and wrap up this this week's episode on Fitness Fanatics 93.7 The Ticket. Now back to Fitness Fanatics on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back in. Finishing up here this week's episode. Uh, we did a I've little been test. redeemed. I've been yeah, redeemed. We, we did a little test off air. So this is kind of your, like everybody was doing their little toe test last week. So mm -hmm. this week, we got another task for you. So we want to know if you, if you see us out and about, you can let us know. So uh, we did the standing on one foot for 30 seconds, which we all did. Which was part of the Centurion. Part of the Centurion Decathlon. Yep. Now that and then I get, warned everybody that it's hard to balance on one foot with your eyes closed. I thought it was hard open. Like I, yeah. I was kind of struggled the most, but I made it. So the next thing I think was Harrison and I were pretty solid balancing on one foot. Yeah, until I had to shut my eyes. That yeah, was, that was right. humbling. I know. So the to be able to, it's thirty seconds on one foot. Bonus points if you can balance on one foot um, for fifteen seconds with your eyes closed. I did this whenever I li listened to the audiobook the first time, and I was surprised that I could not hold. 
I could not balance on one foot with my eyes closed for 15 seconds at that time. Um, Harrison was extremely overconfident that he could be able I was. to do it. Because he watched me do it. And <laughs> I, I lasted, what, three seconds? <laughs> yeah. Three, yes, like 3.9. And the second time I did it was like 2.2. It was worse. And I think yes. I got four seconds. So. Yeah, five. <laughs> not the, far ahead. Your second try was better with five. I can't, I didn't, it was under five for the first time because you cheated by opening your eyes. Yeah, because yeah. I was falling. Well, I didn't want to fall on all this expensive right. equipment. That's true. So you're, I had to cut my losses. You're over by the board. <laughs> so that one might be a good one. And there is an entire section about stability that we did. I mean, there's so much to this book that we haven't talked about. So if this is something that's been interesting, I'd highly recommend that you watch or you listen to the audio book. You get, pick up the book. You can work through it pretty slowly. You can pick and choose what you want to uh, talk about because the next chapter after exercise is about stability and how it's important and the different types of people as far as stability goes, um, like hyperinflated or people who like collapse in on themselves or people who are overly flexible but have very little limb movement, which we've uh, limb control, which we've seen, right, Jeff, mm -hmm. with people, you know, with their hyper mobile like joints and stuff like that. So yeah, that's that's your our listeners. That's your homework for for the week. Balance on one foot. Yep. For let thirty us. seconds, and then close your eyes. Which we didn't do. We didn't do it consecutive. We did let everyone. We all got to restart. So you don't have to. Maybe that would have been. We should have just done it consecutively. No, because you were already about ready to lose your balance at thirty seconds. I was. My balance got better as the thirty seconds went on, mm. and I was balancing on my left foot, which I probably should have balanced on my right foot. My right side's stronger, but it doesn't matter. I, I got it. I'll work and on it. And then I wonder get there. what it is balancing and talking, which is what I'm trying to do right now, and that's a lot harder. <laughs> but I don't remember why the it was important, but I, it's kind of interesting because you know that as we get older, our we do lose our vision and our sight. And so I'm sure that's part of it where, you know, as you get macular degeneration or cataracts and your uh, vision starts to get blurry, then you're going to start losing your ability to stay balanced. So that's a good one. Harrison, you're going to have to work on it this week. Yeah. My balance and is report done. back. Next we'll week. check back next yeah. week. And we are going to have a guest next week. So it won't just be us. <laughs> We're going to get into is over yeah, for now. Book club's over for this month. Yeah. Uh, so we will have a guest something with us. I found interesting and I thought, you know, we could talk about it and yeah. We talk about longevity a lot, so I just wanted to throw some little things out there for everybody. Yeah, definitely right. try that one. The bounce thing. That's mm -hmm. yep. yep. All right. It's humbling. As well, you said. we appreciate everybody listening. All the texts. I, I know our texts dried up after we started talking about sports, but <laughs> <laughs> I know everybody was listening, so we appreciate you guys. We'll see you next week on the Fitness Fanatics 937 the ticket.